Shabbat Shalom. Now, the Torah that we read today, Parshat Chukat, leading into Balak, uh, kind of goes with the parsh we read last week, where kind of the wheels start coming off the cart a little bit for the people of Israel. Uh, in the last in the last parsha, there's the incident of the spies, which um, leads to oh, this is the wrong. Okay, well, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I never looked down anyways. Um, there's the incident of the spies, which leads to uh, the people being told that they're not going to enter into the promised land. And then we get to this Parsha and we get Moshe's big mistake, which means that he won't be allowed to go into the promised land. It ends with murder happening among the Israelites. Then the people trying to be cursed. Really, things start to go off the rails. And looking at the last Parsha and this Parsha, one of the questions we might ask ourselves as the Israelites are disobeying Moses and Moses is disobeying God and all of these things are happening, God's trying to punish people. What is the inherent problem here? Is it one that was baked in from the beginning? Or is this something that God just didn't foresee or Moses made a mistake or did something wrong and it's just a problem that has to be corrected? And this debate about what happens here when something misses the mark goes back a long, long, long way. Let's take a brief digression to Aristotle. Now, Aristotle, <laughs> I don't know why that's a laugh line, guys. All right. <laughs> so when Aristotle talks about hemartia, which is Greek for missing the mark, doing something wrong, he uses this as one of his main, in the poetics, he talks about this as a plot-driving mechanism, the hero doing something wrong. This is a big problem, but it also sets up the story. And scholars of Aristotle for years and years and years have debated what he means by this. So one of the more popular ways to read it is that this is the fatal flaw, right? That this is a character trait that the hero has, which ultimately leads to their downfall. Think the hubris of Macbeth or Odysseus, right? The anger of Achilles, the rudeness of Bart Simpson. These are things that are baked into who the hero is, even though we know it's going to lead them into trouble. But other scholars say, no, 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 no. Hamartia is not that. It's just an honest mistake that the hero makes that the plot turns on. Think the, uh, the letter, the, uh, Romeo, right, and Juliet's mistiming that happens, or um, Othello mishearing Iago and Cassio as they talk. I guess I was real of Shakespeare when I thought of this. Okay, but <laughs> that, that these are just mistakes that happen, and yet without which the story couldn't happen. And when we come to the scene of Moses, and his great sin today, the commentaries are split in much the same way. So to set the scene, what's Moshe's great sin? There's no water in the desert, obviously, but they had this magical well that followed them when Miriam was there, but early in the Parsha, Miriam passes away and the well is no longer there. So the people are without water, which in the desert, not a good thing. Moses does what Moses always does. He says to God, hey, could you help us out, please? God says, sure. There's a rock. Take the rock. What should you do to it? Here's a quiz. Nice. Speak to the rock, and the rock will give you water. 
Now that's a little bit of a, you know, uh, thing to do because the last time this happened, what did he do? He hit the rock. Okay. So Moses goes up, he talks to the rock, he hits the rock, water comes out, but God says, because you didn't listen to me, because you hit the rock, no Israel for you. You cannot enter into the promised land. It doesn't matter how much Moses begs later. He's not let in because of this moment right here of hitting the rock. So take a second and think to yourself in this moment of Moshe hitting the rock, which the commentaries read is it must be a huge deal because it means that Moses doesn't get into the promised land. Is this about a baked in character trait, a flaw, a fatal flaw in Moshe or a good old fashioned mistake? Now the commentaries are relatively split. Maimonides says that Moses has had an anger problem since he killed the taskmaster. It's been anger all along, and this is his anger getting him yet again. Nachmanides says Moses has been arrogant his whole life, right? It takes a little bit of arrogance to think you can lead the people out of Egypt and then lead the people. And this moment right here is Moses taking God's place because he hits the rock to make it look like it was him doing it, not God. This is hubris to the nth degree. Therefore, he gets kicked out of Israel. Rashi goes the exact opposite tack. He says, no, he talked to the rock and a little bit came out, but he was like, that's not enough water to feed everyone. It's like chairs in this room. So he hits the rock to try to get even more. And like, it was an honest mistake. He hit the rock the last time. Of course, he hit the rock this time. Don't read too much into it. It's not that big a deal. Or Chaim actually says it as a good thing. Right, by the way, sorry, all of the random Hebrew words I'm saying are classical commentaries I have not introduced before. But the, we're spanning like a couple hundred years of commentary in the Torah in five seconds. So Or Chaim, one of our later commentaries says, no, actually Moshe was eager to try to do what God wanted. He was eager to give the people water. So he ran up to the rock and he shouted at it and he kind of bumped it with his staff by accident. And like, oh, whoops, that was what happened. And Shadal has a great line. Shlomo David Lutzato in his commentary says, Moshe sinned one, Moshe, Moshe sinned one sin and generations of rabbis have looked for thousands of sins on top of it, right? Now we tried to just heap more sins on and on and on. And in this moment of reading Moshe, it is an important thing for us to look at, not because of what happens, because we know how the story goes, but as we think about ourselves and sins that we've committed or mistakes or misdeeds that we've done, this exact same debate happens and goes on for us. Was that thing that I did you know, was it an ouch oops moment where I just, I made a mistake and I'm sorry, or is it a part of a pattern of something that I do again and again and again, and I know I have this blind spot and I just need to make sure, right? Now, why is this important? Not just because of how we think about it, but of what we're going to do afterwards. Because if something is a mistake, we try to fix it as best we can. We make sure that we apologize and then we move on. Okay, we hit the rock. We meant to talk to the rock. All right, Shabbat Shalom. We got water. It's okay. We'll do better. But if it's the fatal flaw, Hemartia of Aristotle, right? If it's something that we know, it doesn't mean it can't be fixed. 
but it takes a little bit of more systems and it takes a little bit of time to think about how long has this been going on? How many people have I hurt with this? How can I fix it? How far back do I need to go? And it might take a little bit more energy as we try to change who we are so that we don't do it in the future. And this is as true for us as individuals as it is true for our people, as is true for nation states. We see in this moment here, right, the last two partiote, and we wonder, as we said, well, what, this disobedience, this questioning, is that baked into the Israelites? Is that something that they have been ever since we got out of Egypt and something that we will be continually and therefore <laughs> some of you are nodding? Yes, it seems like it is. So then the, we read the Torah as guardrails being put up against the disobedience and the skepticism of Israel, and we could try to live that in our own lives. And I think it goes without saying, as we celebrate this weekend, the 247th birthday of our nation, that we can think the exact same things about the creation of our country. And where some of the inequalities and things that we see today baked into what was happening in 1776? Probably. Were some things mistakes along the way? Maybe as well. And so we think, uh, by the way, I was having a little bit of a discussion beforehand, and I'm definitely not the scholar, so this is going to be in the parking lot for Kiddush. But the Supreme Court rulings of the week very much had this, I think, at their heart of this question of what does it mean to make a reparation for something that has happened in the past and how do we move forward with it? Was it systemic and therefore needs a systemic change or was it a mistake of the past and therefore something that we can uh, move on from? And I, I'm gonna leave that to the legal scholars of whatever did or didn't happen uh, or, or could happen in the future. But clearly systemic issues need systemic solutions as we move forward. And as we read through the Parsha and we see some of the mistakes that are made, right? Moshe and his mistake, we see Pinchas and his mistake of the, or not, of the, the murder of two people. And the, the way that we get over that as we go through. So Moses has a consequence he can't get out of. And that might be true for some of us as people, as nations. There are things that happen in our past that we can never undo. And we just have to best bear the brunt of those consequences as best that we can. And there are times where we can change and make amends, as we see in Balak, when there's the... Oh, Miri, you were doing so great. This is... Um, sorry. This is, is it first week walking? This is your first week walking? Miri, well, thanks for showing off for everybody. <laughs> where, where, where were we? Um, oh, right. Uh, as we see with Balak and Balaam, reparations completely can be made. And he changes his tune at the end of the Parsha and he blesses instead of cursing the people and he, he comes to a better place. And then there are times where we need what Pinchas gets, which is a breach shalom. He gets a covenant of peace. It's not making amends. It's not changing something so that it didn't happen. It's not necessarily making it better because you can't. These people, Pinchas, they didn't give the whole context, murders two people but a covenant of peace so that hopefully moving forward, we can move forward it from a place of peace. So in our lives, we should think about the things that we've done as we go into this week, the three weeks and the run up to the high holidays, tshuva should be ever on our mind. We think about what we've done. Were they mistakes? Were they fatal flaws? 
What kind of change do we need to make in our lives so they don't happen in the future? And how can we move forward? Sometimes we can't, sometimes we can, and sometimes we need to find a way to have that covenant of peace where we can move together. And as a nation, as Jews, as Americans, we think also of all of the things in our country that we would see and change. And some come from fatal flaws, characteristic traits baked into the founding of who we are, and they need to be changed and fixed systemically for the better. And some are mistakes that we can try to repair as best we can or live with the consequences. And others, we have to find our way of creating a breach shalom, a covenant of peace, with ourselves, our nation, and the other, so that we can move forward from this together. Shabbat Shalom.